Hello again, everyone. This is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to the Mayor Tom Henry Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is episode number 53, recorded on Friday, March 5th, 2021, from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. Today, I'm thrilled to speak with a very special guest and someone I've known and respected for a long time. Joining us on this program today is Indiana House of Representatives, Phil Giaquinta. Representative, thank you so much for coming to our program today. I know your schedule uh, is extra busy these days. Thanks, Mayor. Appreciate it. Now, Representative Giaquinta, for those of you that might not be familiar with him, he was elected to the Indiana House of Representatives in 2006, and he was elected the Indiana House Democratic Caucus leader in 2018. And he is the ranking House Minority Leader of the General Assembly's Committee on Joint Rules. So you can see that Representative Giaquino over the years has really climbed up the political ladder as far as the House of Representatives is concerned, which makes him uh, not only uh, terribly important down there, but obviously very important to us up here. But Representative Giaquino, our listeners, uh, probably if they've been paying attention to what's going on in our state, they know about what you've accomplished as a state representative. Uh, but I don't think they know much about your day-to-day life as a citizen of Fort Wayne. Can you tell them a little bit about your family and what you do when you're not representing our state? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on uh the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've seen these. I've listened to them. I thought, oh, what, that's fine, you know. And I think it's a really it's a great idea. One more uh, way to be for you to be able to communicate with the citizens of Fort Wayne, and and um, like you do in a variety of, of, of ways. Uh, uh, yeah. So um, when I think of um, you know family life and uh, families in general, you sort of have the. Um, uh, the major leagues, which would be the Henry family, they're one of, of 18 or whatever, the, 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 quite the number. We're probably double A because we're only six. Uh, but uh, but it, it, I have uh, a lot of brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews and in and about Fort Wayne. And, and it's been fun to watch several move back here uh, that maybe uh, lived in Indianapolis or other areas. So so that's been fun. And, and uh, we like to get together just like the Henrys do. And it's it, we always have, but still have a good time and, and, and and, and tease and, and kid each other and um, and then just you know like most folks I, I take advantage of our park system here in Fort Wayne on my days off I belong to uh, a little country club known as Foster Park uh, which is about uh, 30 seconds away from where I live and uh, whether it's playing golf at, at Foster or uh, certainly t- taking advantage of the trails um, and in walking around the park uh, especially this uh, uh, during the summer of 2020 when we were kind of limited on things to do. But the really what I have found to be really fun um, when we talk about walking and accessibility is really exploring downtown and how much fun it has been to walk uh, around downtown, Promenade Park, which is busy now every weekend of the year, really? including January and yeah. February when it's not maybe a little chilly out there, but people are out and about and it's really fun to see. And, um, and so I get, got to get my exercise in, and so that's what I just enjoy doing. Well, Phil, it, uh, uh, one of the real um, classic examples of the Giaquinda's contribution to our city, uh, not only have you done a magnificent job, but your father, Ben Giaquinda, uh, was an outstanding representative as well. 
In fact, so much so that we now have a section of the airport expressway mm -hmm. named after him. Uh, and I just wanted to let you know that uh, I had a chance to obviously know your father uh, through my political career. And uh, uh, you're right. The few words that you've just given about the closeness of the Giacona family and, and how much you like being with each other, and, and, and most of the Giacona's are still here in Fort mm -hmm. Wayne. Uh, that's uh, a, a lot of it goes back to your, to your mom and dad, uh, both just outstanding people. And I just want to let you know how, how much of I, I thought of your father, particularly as, as a legislator. Uh, he, was, uh, he was a notch above most. Well, the, the thing I learned from him is, and I think he took his business experience as a realtor to the legislature, uh, knowing that in the end you have to bring two sides together to get a deal done. And that would that would always involve some give and take. And because um, I thought, this guy's gonna get killed down there. He doesn't know anything about the legislature and all that. Well, actually it was perfect because of what he, his, mm -hmm. uh, his background in the real estate business and sales and things like that. And you gotta have the right temperament and all those things. And uh, and he didn't, he worked, uh, to be honest with you, he worked extremely closely with Paul Helmke administration mm -hmm. in the 90s. Uh, he was really, and Mayor Helmke would tell you, he was kind of his go-to person uh -huh. and then certainly uh, for, for, for Mayor Richard and taught me I better work for the next mayor quite this, <laughs> as well and I did well, hopefully for you mayor so uh, and you had yeah. it's uh, it is all about relationships mm -hmm. beyond what a lot of people think when it gets down to the brass tacks that's what it's about being able to to have relationships and reach across the aisle your father did it uh, very well as do you so uh, it's, it's a you you deserve a lot of accolades in that in, in that it's no wonder you're in a leadership position down there. Now, represent, representative, I also know that you're a strong advocate providing uh, for providing traditional public schools with more funding and uh, and pay increases for teachers. Uh, you and I had a chance to talk about a little bit about this off the air, but uh, there's no question you're passionate about our teachers in the public school system getting. Uh, good pay, equitable pay, uh, and uh, with the with the challenges that uh, uh, they're having right now with an, with the uh, increased funding as far as the voucher system is concerned, I know there's a lot of stress and strain. Uh, can you give me a little bit uh, about give all of us a little bit about your opinion and where you think this is going? Sure. Um, we could have a podcast just on this by, yeah. all by itself, oh, yes. by the way. But no, it's, um, it, I appreciate that the governor um, in the last year, year and a half, put together uh, a committee to take a look at teacher compensation. And it came out, a uh, pretty extensive report, um, several pages long, and uh, we have some work to do. We really do. I think teacher pay ranks around 30, I think around 37th um, Indiana is in the country. Uh, not very good. And they'd said it, I think that the, the uh, number came up to be around $600 million we would have to spend in order to get uh, teachers up to where they need to be. So we're way behind. And as, if we continue to fall further and further uh, behind um, uh, by not doing something this year, you know, it's just gonna obviously get worse and worse. So uh, we can't keep kicking the can down the road. We have to really take a look and see you know, um, uh, what can we do, whether that's um, 
minimum starting salaries, and there there have been all kinds of suggestions. But the number one thing is, I believe, that more money has to get in funneled into what we call the school funding formula. So when money gets into these, um, then the, then it gets down to the districts, and then let the school boards uh, do their thing and uh, and set pay and, and and raise the the levels where they need to be. I know that makes some legislators a little nervous because they think, well, that money might go somewhere besides. Um, uh, designated toward an increase in pay. And one thing I have learned being in the legislature is that if there's some, if if if, if we want something to get done, we'll find a way to do it. And if and that we can be very creative in in, in, in ways of making sure that uh, teachers um, uh, are well compensated. Uh, also, in the report, it has really it is it, it covers several things, including the fact that uh, students that go to college and want to become teachers. Um, uh, either decide not to or once they have their degree they get in then they get out because they find that hey I can go make more money someplace else. I really like what I do I have a passion for it but it's just a struggle to keep up with with that as far as uh, the, the, the money that we that we're making. Now I believe you just said a few minutes ago that about 600 million mm-hmm. Uh, just out of curiosity, uh, we, we, the state has uh, ag- again introduced the whole voucher system, did several years ago under the uh, Governor Daniels administration. Uh, do you happen to have any idea how much the state is paying now on, on uh, sure, concerning yeah. the voucher system? Yeah, I mean, over the biennium, it's, it's around $150 million. And with the new proposal, and if I can, I'll just back up very uh, briefly. This started out as, you know, what can we do to help low-income kids that may be stuck uh, in a poor-performing school? Mm-hmm. Um, it is now, uh, with the proposal that's in front of us today, uh, Hospital 1005 would say a family four at mom and dad, two kids, mm-hmm. making $145,000 <laughs> will be able to get a, a scholarship and Jeez. go to school. And essentially, really, what we're doing is just paying uh, anybody who's already there anyway. Yeah, anybody can qualify for that. Basically, right. My Lord, $150,000 yeah. a year for a family of four. Right, That's right. pretty much everybody. It, it, it really is. I mean, it, and so if you think about it, is it, is that continues to increase or at some point, um, I, it, and by the way, this was, um, I think there were maybe nine to ten uh, House Republicans that actually voted no on third reading um, because a lot of the rural legislators mm-hmm. are starting who don't really have, quote, voucher schools or charter right, schools. Right. They're losing money for their public schools because sure there's one piece of pie here, yep. and the money's got to come from somewhere. And uh, they're starting to feel it that, hey, we're not we're not seeing anything here, and it's not you know policy wise altogether. What is it doing to help our kids? You know, you said you said a few minutes ago we could use this as a as a whole podcast show. Yeah. My feeling is you could probably use it as a whole legislative session too. You could sure. So. Yes. Well, let's move on to economic development. Uh, Fort Wayne is thriving. I, I think you agree, and I really don't personally see things slowing down. All of the success that we've had in our partnerships, like Electric Works and Riverfront Development, uh, that means that uh, uh, 
we're going to get challenged a little bit uh, financially. There's only so much money that the city can bring to the table as far as being um, an active partner. Uh, do you see the potential for any additional revenue streams, not only for Fort Wayne, but for other communities as well? Because we're all, you know, when I meet with my colleagues, we're all trying to uh, bring potential employers into the city, and those employers obviously want to sit down and create a partnership, and that means we need to have access to capital. Mm -hmm. uh, we already have a few revenue streams out there that the legislature, you included, have, have helped us with uh, over the years, uh, an increase, allowing us to increase the, uh, the income tax and, and some other things. Uh, do you see anything out there that uh, uh, might be ultimately available to us? The governor has proposed in, in this budget, I think, $150 million. It's not um, really well defined yet. As you know, he did something, um, actually, I guess it was under Governor Pence with regards to the regional cities money, which right. our region qualified for. Um, so it, I'd like to see how kind of that gets flushed out a little bit more. But he is... Um, uh, he has that in there and, and um, how it works I'm not really quite sure I'm not sure if he does either so that could be some uh, revenue for some projects and things and how it's how how you would apply I'm not really sure but I was I, I was thinking about this though the other day that um, you know when I look back at for example when Harvester left and General Motors came in you know why obviously there were incentives to do that but we had we had rail in place um, uh, we have a great infrastructure when it comes to getting water out of the GM plant. Right. Uh, obviously, Mayor Moses played a big, big part there. Uh, Mayor Helmke and his annexation plan to help the city grow. And then you've taken, obviously, great advantage of the other things that we've had um, uh, with uh, Capital Improvement Board and other things like that and other avenues. But, you know, the schools have had to go outside the tax cap and do yeah. referendums yeah. To, prove, to gain money to improve the schools. I guess my point is we don't really, we don't have necessarily oceans and mountains and things like that. And we're not Chicago, New York, LA. So we have to come up with different ways, the city of Fort Wayne, to attract folks to come here and be here. And, um, and sometimes that does um, mean incentives and that means uh, money uh, to, to get folks to, to come here and uh, do some things. And so uh, that's why I've been you know, you led the effort with regards to um, um, riverfront development, right. a, a, you know, a, a, a tax there and some other things. And those are all the type of things that improve the quality of life. I think you've done a great job. I think the city has. We get, I get great compliments with regards to how we've done with TIP districts, for example. Done very well there. We turn them off when they're not needed, turn them on when, when we do. So uh, we'll keep looking for incentives and, and things like that that the state can possibly provide because we're going to need them to be able to right. compete. And then I know is once once you have one success, you have others, and then people are beating. I know knocking on your door to get to you. Go, hey, we want to success come here. breeds success, That's right? Totally. That's your fault, Mayor. Yeah, but you know, the state historically they have given us a number of tools that you know to use, whether the income tax, whether it was the original food and beverage tax, whether it tax and uh, others for the and, yeah. but that's you know that's how government runs. As mm -hmm. long as the taxes are not exorbitant and unfair, I think most residents realize that's how you get things done. Right. Uh, so we just uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and obviously I'll keep talking to you and the others about 
how we can uh, move things around to continue to grow because Fort Wayne right now is growing at an unbelievable rate. We want to keep that going. Well, and I think if I can just say one more thing. Sure. You know, we talked about um, Capital Improvement Board, and that's um, uh, food and beverage tax mm-hmm. money that was solely going to the Coliseum. And, right. You know, I had a bill back in 2009 that redirected it to our Capital Improvement right. Board, and, and they um, uh, used that for uh, infrastructure things right. and, and uh, uh, you know, to help with BA systems out of right. the airport and other right. businesses to stay here and locate here. And, um, and again, it's, it, it's, it's been something that uh, I think has been well invested by the Capital Improvement Board and, and uh, yourself. So. There have been very few taxes, and you know, again, the food and beverage, not to spend a lot of time on that, but what we're talking there is right now there's one extra penny that we ask for uh, for every dollar that you spend on food and beverages and restaurants and the like. And that money is paid by the consumer, paid by the customer, and then you run it through the restaurant, and then it comes back to, to the uh, uh, county of Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, uh, but that has, I don't think people realize how, how much that has benefited us in bringing in, uh, employers to town and helping us build things like the Ash Building and, and Promenade Park and a number of others. So it, uh, it has served us well. Including the, uh, uh, the Alliance out in oh, the eastern part uh, of the county too, absolutely. not just within the city, not just, but the, you're right. uh, outside the city, the but uh, it, projects. But it's been a tremendous tool it really in, has, yeah. in bringing Fort Wayne and Allen County forward. Uh, switching uh, topics just for a second, uh, what are your thoughts on the legislative response to the pandemic, uh, including the paid leave and, and executive powers? Well, we've had a lot of discussion regarding executive powers, um, <laughs> yes. and because you know we, as legislators um, in the state, or in, you know even on the council level, you know we feel a lot of questions and complaints on things, and and sometimes you feel a little powerless uh, as to what you can do because it's really up to the governor to decide these things currently. Um, I, I've I've always sort of you know feel like. Look, the, the governor has this the, the data in his hands, and he's able a little more uh, able to make these decisions really on a on a month by month basis. So, do you really want to drag legislators down to Indianapolis at, uh, at once a month to decide whether we're going to extend this or not? Um, he's got the information. He has to be a little more nimble than what we can be uh, when it comes to kind of making these the decisions. And I, I just told someone the other day, I remember his one of his very first news conferences. Um, I'm give Governor some credit here. You know, they said, what are you, who, who's going to help you make these decisions? Wh- who are you looking toward? And he pointed toward Dr. Box mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the health uh, right. uh, department. Uh, state health department he said you know we're going to rely on the data and the science to help us determine uh what we need to do and i think you and the mayor you and the county commissioners have done the same thing up here locally uh that we're going to rely on the experts in this this field and to make these decisions so um while it may be frustrating for those of us that field calls that we can't really do much i think we have to uh, also realize that um, we as a collective group may not know and uh, all the information and therefore it's it can be difficult uh, to do that so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see where this goes um, I don't think the decisions the bill uh, there's a couple of mo- legislation moving uh, so we'll kind of see where we where we end up uh, I think we'll probably end up being in a pretty decent place and then you mentioned uh, uh, paid leave you know uh, 
I did send a letter to the governor back in April saying, hey, look, uh, anything that we can do to maybe at a minimum of 80 hours, particularly during this pandemic time, that when uh, if, if people um, uh, get sick or, or um, get COVID at no fault of their own, uh, let them at least have the, 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 you know, the freedom and, and feel comfortable enough to stay home, mm-hmm. knowing that they're not going to leave their job right. and continue to be paid and things like that. So uh, I think it's very important that, uh, get, get, you know, all these decisions really are made so that we right. can keep the economy going and keep people working. So because none, none of us want to shut down jobs, none, none of us want to shut down life, and um, but we all have to be smart about it too, particularly when it's at no fault of any indi- one individual. And um, so you know, I, I'm I'm sort I'm for those type of things. Well, I'm on board with you as well. I uh, I happen to think that uh, the. Uh, decisions that the governor has made and you use the word nimble I think he has tried to be nimble he's tried to bend and flex based upon uh, the information that he's getting from Dr. Box and we do the same thing here on the information we get from Dr. Sutter mm-hmm. and his predecessor Dr. McMahon uh, rather than those of us who are not scientists uh, trying to make the decision based upon emotion uh, we have to rely on science so I, I think uh, what the governor has done and what you're proposing, uh, I, I I totally agree. And the same thing goes with paid leave. We've tried to be as generous as we can as an employer of you know, 2,000 people, uh, and I think we've done a relatively uh, good job. Uh, but uh, to to have the state uh, come out and say it, I think would would mean a lot as well. Mm-hmm. You have been on or with the House of Representatives since 2006, so a little while. Mm -hmm. Of all the legislation that you have been involved in, what would you say was the one that you were proudest of? I know which one I think you should be, but what do you say? Well, it's it's fun because you uh, get to do several different things, and, um, you know, Probably the highlight will always be the fact that we were able to get that legislation changed to help fund the capital improvement mm-hmm. board. Uh, but there have also been others that, and this is what I like about the job, is sort of the kind of that problem-solving issue. For example, there were uh, people missing um, uh, no fault of their own their homestead tax deduction. Oh, so we made that a part of the sales. Dis- I, my bill made it part of the sales disclosure form. So now when you close the deal and you check the boxes, it's automatically filed for you. Uh, we had a little local issue with regards to um, auto dealerships. Um, I don't know if you remember that or not. I had to file. Ooh, a, I, yes. There was an. It was a. It, about that. Yeah. So it, without going into too much detail, it had to do with where. Uh, different dealerships, how close they could be together, and so when Kelly Kelly wanted oh, to yes. he wanted to move from over here, over by Northside High right. School, out to where he is now, um, even though it's it was farther it where he was going to be was farther than the uh, his competition on Illinois Road. It still fell within this four right. mile gap. It was right. kind of and so we 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 corrected that and he was able to move and things so there's there's things like that that are just really kind of fun to to work on uh where you're actually solving some problems i had one uh bill uh three or four years ago with regards to you would think this wouldn't be an issue but it is it and it was um uh saying look 
it, it had immunity for anyone who happened to see a child in distress in a locked car. I, I got the idea from um, a legislator legislation that was passed down in the state of Tennessee. Now, we don't get as hot maybe uh, or otherwise as Tennessee, but certainly it shouldn't be any, uh, someone shouldn't have to worry about being sued for breaking into a car uh, if they see a, a child happen to be in, stuck in there or locked in there. Um, you know, um, people make kind of decisions, or, hey, I'm just going to run into the store, and somehow sure. get stuck and there's something happens and then the child is in, in danger or uh, locked in a hot car. So there have been kind of legislation like that that's been uh, very interesting and uh, satisfying to work on. Well, you hit the one that, that uh, I think was one of your best, and that was the, uh, the Capital Improvement Board. That has gone so far in helping uh, cities out, uh, Fort Wayne out, uh, Allen County out, with the uh, with being able to attract jobs and being able to be good partners because at the end of the day, you know, in many cases, jobs trump everything. And uh, um, uh, that has been such a powerful tool. So, think, so. Uh, The thing, too, I like about the board is um, it is um, three members appointed by the mayor, right. three by the commissioner, the six pick the seventh, mm -hmm. and it's no more than two of the three can be of one party. So right. it's really, it's a politically balanced board. And um, and really, in the end, if you'd ask them, I don't think anyone who knows really who's a D or an R on the board. <laughs> I right. mean, they they, they, they're, they, they, they work together well. They, they a lot of expertise on the board. You would probably agree, whether it's from the, the banking uh, field and, and, de and development yeah. areas and things like that, they really understand what, what the, your main objectives and your goals are. I'm really happy, too, of the, of the diversity that we have been able to put on that board. Uh, it has served us, served us well. Uh, before we get ready to go, is there any legislation you're working on now that you need our support, listeners' support? Well, uh, there's just a couple that um, uh, sort of affect the area, I suppose. I mean, there was a bill that passed out uh, on third reading heading uh, out of the House, heading to the Senate with regards to uh, heavy truckloads. I mean, mm -hmm. um, there's some... Uh, commodities that already qualify for uh, truckloads, for example, if you're ever driving down 69 and you'll see a coil, one of those heavy steel coils wrapped up, there might be maybe even one on a truck, maybe mm -hmm. two, so they're allowed to be on this. The stuff that makes the coil uh, is not a commodity that would be allowed uh, to be at 120,000 pounds, I think, on a truck. So in other words... When a truck comes down, currently when a truck comes down for Michigan, uh, and this is and the reason I bring this up because it's important to um, steel dynamics are in our industry, you have to di divide that up into two trucks. So now it's two trucks on the road instead of one. Right. And um, so um, that's one of the commodities, and there's two others. So it would bring the, the list of commodities com consistent with what we are already gotcha. doing. And so it would be it, it, it good for the region there. Uh, the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial and enterprise zone which is in a um a uh, legislative services agency came back and said you really need it this is a, a five-year pilot program right they kind of wanted to end it after two um but the study that came back from legislative services said uh you really need to do a five-year plan mm -hmm. and, and then we'll see if, if it's working we have an enterprise zone here in Brooklyn right. that's done been done very well, very well. Mm -hmm. there's a few few others around the state so uh that bill is now came over from the senate 
tenants in the house, and we hope to continue that and make sure that it doesn't great. expire after two years. Uh, and that's where businesses locate in the zone. There's yeah. some tax incentives. It can't be getting much opposition, I wouldn't think. Uh, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, <laughs> the there's always someone against something. So, uh, so with that, and Good then point. you know, we we have a fun little. Uh, renaming of a, a bridge no. that we're working yeah. on, and that will be uh, up on uh, third uh, uh, in the House, and then we'll send it over to the Senate. Uh, and that, Mayor, you get all the credit for this one. And um, uh, the Veterans Memorial Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I call it the Spy Run Bridge. Some people right. might know this is Governor Samuel Bigger Bridge, right. um, and uh, it's going to be renamed. And the the I, I had the. Uh, uh, the, the pictures of the, what the new bridge is going to look going to be fantastic, it and certainly nice. salute um, salute the, the veterans. And I know you and I have talked about that. You didn't right. necessarily like one individual, and I think that, that that's really great on your part to be able to salute, salute all the veterans who not just as we talked about not just in war, but right. certainly oh, no. put all time in. Right. We don't want them to be in. And, and right. war at all. If, if well, we possible. do have a war memorial coliseum, and yeah. that has served us well. But this, uh, we went this down this road simply to identify and, and respect and honor all veterans. Right. So, and as, as you pointed out, I think uh, um, Governor Bigger, who right. uh, served back in the mid 1800s right. and retired to Fort Wayne, right. died the year is buried in uh, McCulloch Park, mm-hmm. and um, uh, you want to do some historical markers and, and, and fix the. Uh, Put some sign and things on the gazebo Correct. out there, and right. uh, the, the folks. It'll be a little more appropriate, appropriate right. sure, and can read about him. Exactly, and he did that's exactly about. right. Representative, we just about out of time, uh, so thank you so much for talking with us today, and thank you for representing Fort Wayne. Uh, I'm sure our residents now have a much greater appreciation for all that you do. Uh, now, if a resident ever needs to get in touch with you, your office, uh, is there a website they should go to or a phone call or a phone? Sure. Um, uh, H80 at IN dot IG. What's my, what's my email down there? i got to remember it. PGAquinta at Frontier.com. Huh? There we yeah, go. PGAquinta <laughs> at Frontier.com. That's the easy one. That's so, the easy one. And then uh, they can always find me everywhere. Right. So we actually, right. uh, we sent out, I sent out, um, uh, updates throughout session that has our Super. my email address on there too. So you stump me. Now, incidentally, you represented it. Uh, you represent for a per- certain section, right? A uh, certain district. Where are the boundaries of that? Yeah, it's basically from uh, mid halfway through downtown here, mm-hmm. uh, Jefferson, all the way south uh, down to Tillman Road, uh, bordered by on um, Wayne Trace on the uh, east and um, Broadway really on the uh, west. So, yeah. yeah. So if anybody in that area, even if they live outside the area, yeah. they need to, yeah. need to get hold of you, they can. Well, thank you to all of you listeners for joining us today. It's supposed to be another great spring weekend in the city of Fort Wayne, so get out and safely enjoy our beautiful city. It is another great day in the city of Fort Wayne, so let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.